Hey guys, Chris Opila, Associate Pastor at Frontline, here with you for another Men's Ministry Podcast. It's awesome to be joining you again today. I've got a great conversation. It was a lot of fun with our production manager here at Frontline. His name is Marcus Gradney. He has been doing an amazing job since he joined our staff, bringing that live stream to you, bringing online video and audio content, and what has been most um impactful, I think, is not even the what of his job, but the how of his job. That he brings a joy, he brings a hope to every single meeting, to every single service, to every single thing that he does. Not because he has uh, sure hope in this present life, but that his hope is secure in the Lord Jesus Christ. And so I wanted to give you an opportunity to get to know him better, get to know the source of his hope better, And so I sat down with Marcus to discuss exactly that. Now, before we jump in, just a reminder, share this with somebody who you know needs some hope right now. We want to reach people who, during these lockdowns, during isolation, are seeking a connection with God and with others, and we're trying to give you an opportunity to connect with us. So if you know someone looking for connection, forward this to them, share it, uh, let people know that we're here uh, trying to reach men for the glory of God in this season. All right, let's get to it with Marcus Gradney. So Marcus, how's it going, man? Man, I'm so excited to be here. It's another wonderful day in the Lord, and I'm just so so grateful to to have this opportunity to speak with you. Absolutely. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself, your family, how you got connected to Frontline, and what your role is here. So it's funny that, that you, you asked that question because I, Frontline is where I, I always intended to be, I believe. And wow. God had a different purpose because I, I've been here in Germany for, I think, 13 years or so. And um, I came and my grandmother told me, she said, babe, the first thing you do is find, well, I'm going to do it in my grandma's accent. Baby, the first thing you do <laughs> is find you a good church home and Come everything on. else. We'll go from there. And I said, okay, Grandma, you know, so... That's a great grandmother. Right yeah, you know, I had to do the accent. I had to give her the honor that, that is due her. Uh, so I, I tried the chapel. I tried a couple of different churches. And Frontline was my second stop. Hmm. You know, I let I let the, the pastors, and, and no, no offense, Pastor Gary, or whoever that was at the time, uh, their, their Hawaiian shirt dissuade me. <laughs> but I love the word. I love the atmosphere. But I was like, I don't know if this is my scene. So long story short, I I, um, I joined another ministry. I was there for about 10 years. Uh, I finally ended up becoming an associate pastor after 10 years there. Wow. And I, um, I, mean, I had done everything in that ministry. I, I worked the door, which actually I love the most. I love greeting God's people <laughs> and just talking and laughing and joking and watching people's transformation from not necessarily saint. Not necessarily sinner to saint, mm. but just new convert to actually getting involved in the ministry. And, and you get to know that when you're mm-hmm. a greeter. Long story short, I, I started working the camera begrudgingly. I became the, um, the video editor for the, the, the ministry. And shortly thereafter, I became, once, once it, it, it um, I guess, became a thing in ministry, the social media person there. Mm-hmm. So we, we did that for a couple of years. And then shortly before I left that ministry, I um, began 
looking at churches and I prayed about it. Yeah. And I said, Lord, where would you have me be? Uh-huh. And he said to me, where I had you in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> but I was okay with that 10 years because I think 10, sure. that those 10 years prepared me to be who Frontline requires me to be now, which is wow. the um, production manager. Because mm-hmm. it's not it's not as if I didn't have the skill set 10 years ago. What happened between uh, 10 years ago and now is that I got the, the conviction and the understanding that, that this is God's work when you put your hands to the plow and, and don't look back and, mm-hmm. and you have a, a sense of excellence. Because I will say one thing about that ministry. That ministry taught me excellence because I was there Monday uh, or every other Monday Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, and two times on Sunday. Wow! And so, what what happened in that time frame is is my my skill set began crafted, and and my my heart condition improved. Mm. And now, as the production manager here today, I hold a very high standard as far as like doing the work. But at the same time, those those volunteers and things like that that come and work in that ministry, I want their heart condition to be right as well. Yeah. I don't want them to just work. And my, my motto Amen. is, I love that heart. I want you to get as much word as you do work. Mm-hmm. So, but that wouldn't Amen. have it wouldn't have been like that ten years ago because I was I was hard pressed. I was a drive. <laughs> I was driven, and I'm just trying to make this thing happen. Right. If, you, if you know what I mean. Absolutely, I do. Uh, before we jump in, though, family. Oh, family. I'm so sorry. That, that's actually one of the first questions you asked me. Well, family. Um, I met my wife, Irina. Uh, it's a funny story. I met my wife, Irina, at that ministry. And it was funny because I was I, I'm excited about the word now. But then as as a newly I wasn't a new convert because I, I I'm a PK, a preacher's child. Mm. So I grew up in churches. But I never really felt a, um, an excitement to serve God as an adult as I did at this ministry. And so I, I would come in early and she was a greeter. Okay. And she says, you are so annoying. Could you just sit there as soon as the doors are open in the church? In the church at that time, the, the doors would open, but no one would show up for like 20 minutes. So I just sit there singing my praise and worship songs or whatever. And she's like, look, you know, that's my time that I, that I would take to meditate and prepare and, you know, sit out all the brochures and the flyers sure. and thing. And you just sitting there right. excited. And at this time she had been in that ministry, I think six years. Okay. Sometimes when we're, when we're at a ministry for a while, we don't see the new, the newness of it. You know, we that's don't right. see that it's not a shiny thing anymore, right? Mm-hmm. The Bible talks about God being our first love, but sometimes in, in, in the in the rigmarole and the everyday, you know, work, it mm-hmm. becomes more work than 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 saving people's souls and mm-hmm. tilling the soil, right? Yeah. And so I think she had gotten to that point. Later, she told me that I kind of reinvigorated her because she loved my my love of God and my passion for what I was doing. Wow. So it took a year and a half. <laughs> For me to wear her down, that wasn't my intention. So those listening, that was not my intention to go there and find a wife. I went there to serve God, and I just happened along the way to find my beautiful wife, who's from Kazakhstan. We have three beautiful children, a newborn baby girl, a nine-year-old, and my middle child, I think is six. Yeah, a nine-year-old, six-year-old, <laughs> newborn baby girl, two boys and a girl. Well, I love being able to come in some days. I didn't know you were here, and you've got Lucas and Liam in tow. They're helping you out. They are. Man, you're teaching them hard work and how to love people and love God. Absolutely. So I appreciate that quite a lot. Well, and, thank you. You know, the topic today uh, really it comes from your spirit because when I'm around you, I cannot help but laugh, smile, and have joy <laughs> in the Lord. Well, thank you. And thank I, you, sir. I think that part of that comes out of the deep hope Absolutely. that resides in Absolutely. your heart. And uh, as I think about you, I, uh, I go to Romans 4, and I think of uh, Abraham, where, where it says, against all hope, Abraham in hope 
believed. Amen. And and I could see that all over you, Marcus. And so uh, first, let's talk about a, a time that you wrestled with God and, and how that grew your hope. Well, it's funny that you that you say that because it's re- it was recent. I mean, there, there have been many times in, in my walk where, where I have wrestled, but recently, so starting at Frontline, again, I was passionate about doing the work, but I felt a deep sense of shame. And I've only, um, I've only been the production manager for, I think, a year now or something like that. Not even quite that. Yeah, I think not, maybe not, six months. So six months. And I, I have been in attendance a, a year prior to that. But at my, my, my prior ministry, I was, I was teaching the word. I was preaching the word. And I was doing so much. And I felt ashamed because I'm like, Lord, I, I just did I do the right thing by, by leaving this thing? Mm. And, and I had to pray about it and really I, I, I had some counseling as well. I had to seek counsel. And I had to figure out what, what, is, what is the reason for my hope? The Bible talks about having a reason for your faith or having a reason Amen. for your hope, right? Yeah. And it's to serve the Lord. And I don't think of it as leaving that ministry now. I realize that, that it's, it's just God moving me to another place where I could be used more effectively. Wow. And so what I had to do then is actually, you know, the Bible says don't look at men in their faces. I had to ignore the faces because for me, yeah. serving is not just doing a thing, right? It's also taking care of people and their families, you know, serving at the table of the discontent. But I felt like leaving that place, I'm not going to be able to do that anymore. But I forgot I serve a big God. Amen. I serve an international, universal God who is everywhere. Absolutely. So if, if I am moved from somewhere, right, he's going to provide for that need. Mm-hmm. And in this new place, now I'm fulfilling purpose, right? Absolutely. And so I started to realize just seeing individuals like yourself, Pastor, smile. When I come into place, I'm like, okay, this is what I do. I am the joy in this moment, in this place, Absolutely. maybe I'm not the only one, but that's my gift. It's, it's, it's to try try to find that that you know the Bible says that hope defers makes the heart sick. That 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 hope that energizes people, that hope that 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 makes people excited to do the yeah. work because they've already been gifted. Now you're a gifted yeah. speaker, you're a gifted organizer, right? Yeah, sure. But but sometimes you have a bad day, and if I can just help you to smile a little bit. Now you're, you're, you're talented, you're gifted, and you're excited to do the, the work, you know? Not that you're not. I need you on the team, I, 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 think you, I think you are always excited to, do the, here, to do the work. However, comma, I just think that that's the, the, the need that I fulfill. In addition to that, I do the videography and yeah. social media and things like that, but those are all beside the point, you know? Right. Serving God is, is the core principle, and that's why mm. when, I am, when I feel, because we, we can... We can be upset, right? The Bible says we can be angry, but sin not. Mm-hmm. We, we can have our times because even when, um, was it Moses that passed away? Aaron had a time to mourn. So God gives us a time to weep and a, a time to be sad and a time to, to go through those trials and tribulations. They said as a, as a season, right? Mm-hmm. To everything under the sun. But what we have to find to me is two things. Brothers and sisters of the faith that can strengthen us. Wherever two or more gather in his name, there he is in the midst. Mm-hmm. So now that energizes us. And the second thing is, is to always... Remember that the Bible are the Bible is basic instructions before leaving earth. So we got to go to our word. We got to praise this thing down. You know, we got to pray this thing down. We got to read our word. And you know what? That, that word is actually real. Amen. And it's present in my life. It's not just the, the, these these um, typed fonts or whatever on a, a piece of paper. It's living. And so right. it has to become living in our hearts. And that's not to say that we're always going to be hopeful and happy. Sometimes we will have those difficult times, but then we have to lean on the parts of the word that also tell us how to deal with 
ourselves and our situations in those times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that word is sharper than yeah, any two-edged sword. sword. Come yeah. on, Pastor, preach it. Well, uh, what are some habits that you keep uh, to increase your hope or to keep that hope strong? What do you, What are some daily things or weekly things? Or, or is it just something that God has blessed you with? I wish I could say it's something that God has blessed me with, but I, I find that when we have good practices, um, God can make the word practical Amen. in our lives, right? So what, right. for me, and I don't do it every day because I don't want anybody coming up with me and saying, well, I didn't see you praying today. <laughs> I try to wake up early before before the family mm-hmm. and set the situation right, set, set my day in place. So I listen to some hill song. I don't want to name drop or, or maybe, you know, another other ministries um, and our own as well, praise and worship. And, and I get excited about reinvigorated, I should say, about what the day is going to hold, right? Yeah. And then I, I try to read a scripture out of Proverbs or Psalms, and I read one in the morning, one at night. So I've read a proverb in the morning, and I think that's a good practice because there's one for every day. I think there's 30 or so Proverbs, and a Psalm at night to, to give me hope, to reinvigorate me, the, 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 or the Songs of Solomon, a beautiful um, love story. But um, I, I would do that every morning and evening mm-hmm. to kind of start and end my day the right way. And then throughout the day, whatever comes, I find that it's manageable. Some days are harder than others, especially with a newborn baby girl, a beautiful girl <laughs> who likes to try to eat cat food and other things. I can relate. Yeah, I know you I, can. I, I, I got to have a girl. You have a boy. So you know they're busy. <laughs> and so you have to steady your mind and say, okay, you know, I know I have a million things going on, but let me take care of them. But let me do it the right way by, by taking care of myself first. That's right. There's what's in life, right? That Absolutely. Taking care of the child, putting yep. that videography together. Absolutely. But then the how. Come on. It's super important. It is. I agree. Whether we, our spirit is carrying joy, hope, or in the wrong times, right? Angst, anger, annoyance, uh, that heaviness. So we want to build those habits. And I'm right there with you. I, I spend my mornings early in the dark because if I don't set my, my spirit right, <laughs> the day it. for everyone is going to be affected. So. Well, uh, tell me, what's a verse that's brought you encouragement or hope in the past few weeks? Because we're, we're still in lockdown here in Germany. Many of us are saying, God, we, we, need, we need some slivers of hope. We need some encouragement. What has encouraged you, Marcus? Well, what, what my, my grandmother told me a, a long time ago, this scripture. Actually, I think it was either the first or second scripture that I learned. And that is, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. And I, I find myself not only utilizing it on a daily basis, but, but having it kind of be my mantra for, for life, because sometimes we think that even as Christians, we can do any and everything in our own power. But the, but the reality is we can our, 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 our earthly vessel has limitations mm-hmm. and those limitations are built into the program so when we have struggles we have to rely on mm-hmm. the lord and when we are when we have joy when everything is working out we have to rely on the, uh, uh, the lord and just like i said before yeah, it's amen. it's a practice and if we practice constantly relying on him when we have hope or, or we're, when we're struggling it, it, we know that it'll always work out. And that's Philippians 4 and 13. Because we know that that he is 
what he said he was. He's the reward of those who diligently seek him. Yeah. So if I know that all things will work together for the good and they shall work together for the good, they can work together for the good. Come on. Eventually, it, it's going to work out. And, and, I, and I, I have hope. I, I, in, in the in-between is where I have hope, right? Uh, you and I were talking. I think this is how this all came about, about how hope is not necessarily just being deferred, but replaced in this time of Corona. We still see the same Instagram feeds and things like that where, where life is beautiful, but we can't manifest that in, in our immediate because of the lockdown, because of, 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 of scarcity of certain things, because maybe not having access to funds because we, don't, we can't work right now. Right. But we have to know that, A, God is, is the same God that, that he's always been. Amen. He says, I've never seen the righteous forsaken or the seed begging for bread. So that means there will be provision. Mm-hmm. But sometimes as men, particularly, we're prideful and we, wanna, we don't want to talk about it. But if, if God gave you $100 per se, and I, I had nothing, but I have to support a family, and I'm not willing to reach out and just say, hey, you know what, Pastor, you, you know what, um, um, Frontline Congregation, you know what, whoever, I, I'm, I'm in need. Mm-hmm. God has already pr- provided for that need. But until I, I activate with my word, that, I, that a need exists, I, I, I won't have anything. And sometimes then we go back to, to, to God and say, well, God, why couldn't you help me? Why couldn't you do for me? Hmm. But the Bible says that all things shall work together for the good, for those who love them and, and, and work according to his purpose. And his purpose is for you to have and to not be in lack and for you to not be sorrowful. But we, we, need, to, we need to enlist the help of the pastors and the brothers and the sisters in the congregation to pray for us, mm-hmm. to, to give us hope, to, to, to show us that, you know what, it's not great right now, but, but just like you just said to me, Pastor, you got a little one walking around the house just like I got a little one. So we have a commonality <laughs> there. And I know you would do anything yeah. if I needed it. And, and likewise, course. I would do the same for you. Yeah. And so I think as Christians, we cannot become siloed in, in, in this time mm-hmm. uh, of coronavirus, you know, and that's, that, right. that's why that scripture, it, it, it gives me hope because it's not saying everything is great. It's right. just saying it's going to work out. You right. know, yeah. I could do all things through Christ. That strengthens me. So even if I, I feel like I can't, I have the reassurance that God says that I can. Oh, amen. I, and just before we move on, because I, I want to follow up on that, but we started a Facebook page for people to reach out about things that they're in need of Absolutely. and just say, hey, guys. I'm part of the community. Uh, we called the Facebook page The, the Community. community right? Absolutely. So we're connecting people who've been blessed by God with those who have a need. We're connecting those with a need to those who have been blessed to provide it. So, Absolutely. Uh, if you need to get connected with us, go to our Facebook page. You can in, get uh, and request to join that uh, specific group and, and uh, share your needs. But uh, you mentioned all things working together for the good. What happens to your hope when something is happening and you're still waiting for God to reveal what the good is that he's working out. In other words, when that problem has hit and it's a struggle and it's not getting better, how do you keep your eyes on Jesus? <laughs> when, when you're like, I know it's supposed to work out for good, but I can't see any good coming out of this. You know, I, I love... I, I, Absolutely, truly, from the bottom of my heart, love that question because I think that that's where we, as Christians, the universal church, fall short. Mm-hmm. And that is the opportunity that the enemy often uses to derail us. Okay. It's not that in that moment 
I, I, I'm doing so great or or that that I know how to deal with the situation. But as I, I said initially, when, when we opened the podcast is that I built up a practice of going to God. Amen. Even when I don't feel like it, Lord, I know you are there because over time you have always been there. Recently, I lost um, quite a few members of my family. I lost my grandmother. I lost my mother. Um, Christmas Day, 1999, my, my father passed away. Mm. And just uh, about a week ago, well, I think it's actually it's two, three days ago, my great aunt passed away. And what I, thank you, I appreciate that, sir. What I did is I looked back at my family reunion, my last family reunion, and I noticed that, that you can just put halos, because we don't want to X them out. We want to put halos over the head of, of the elders of my family. And we're only left with one. And that was one of that, that has been or is because I'm still working my way through it with God's help. With God, all things are possible. Um, they were they were the foundation of, of my Christian learning and learning how to be a man. And so it was it was really difficult for me to get through this time and to press through. But I didn't press into my, my own ability. I press toward the mark of the high calling in Christ Jesus. Mm. And again, that's only by practice mm-hmm. because my mind told me that, you know what? This is too much. My heart was broken. Right. And I was feeling hopeless. Yeah. But but I remember what the elders taught me is that all things will work together for the good of those that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. And if he didn't leave me 30 some odd years ago, I'm, I'm 25 young. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> 30 some odd years ago, he's not going to leave me now. Yeah. But that's built up over time. It's practice. So I, I wanted to, to um, clarify that a bit and, and say that it, you may not feel like it in the moment. Because mm-hmm. I think sometimes we believe that there's going to be this magical force or feeling or whatever. The Holy Ghost is going to wrap us up and lift us up. But that may not be the case. Mm-hmm. We may be in a really dark place. But in a really dark room and in a really dark space, all you need is a spark. That's right. And that one tiny spark, that mustard seed of faith can light up a whole room. Amen. And that's how I'm reinvigorated. And sometimes it's not a it's not a um, it's not a uh, a run. It's not I'm not I'm not trotting around happy and go lucky. I may be barely crawling to make it. But you know what? I'm progressing. Absolutely. I'm progressing in the word of God. Mm. I'm progressing in my faith. And I just I, I, I don't allow myself to fall completely away mm-hmm. from God's word and God's people. And that's that's a system I think God put in place for us to be hopeful. It's, it, it talks in the word about, what is it? Not forsaking the assembly of saints, right? That's right. Meaning like we shouldn't say, I'm, I'm not going to be a part of the, the, the ecclesia. I'm not going to be a part of the congregation. And listen, and it's their coronavirus, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters. <laughs> We do not have an excuse because on the on the on the phone, you have Zoom on the on the That's laptop right. at, at the internet somewhere. Absolutely. There is a connection, Absolutely. right? And, and and in that connection, we can we can join the community. Mm-hmm. We can go to frontline. Uh, what is it? Frontlinecommunity.org. We can message a pastor. We can we can walk to the church. I mean, just like today, middle of the week. You know, we're here. Yep. There's always someone available, and and I'm not saying that it has to be. Going to the physical church mm-hmm. because with social distancing in this time we're we're in, I understand that that sometimes we want to be cautious. Yeah. However, we have innovated 
And even at this podcast, you could be listening in your car. You could be listening on your phone. I'm sure there's a way you could probably listen through the iWatch or something. I don't know. Wherever (laughs) you get your podcast, there's a possibility. You you just have to work the other part out. But we we have made it the content available. Absolutely. To listen one, two, three, four, four times in a row just just to to reinvigorate yourself and and increase your hope, our hope. That's so good, Marcus. And for guys... Even as you're listening to this podcast, have you marked how many times Marcus has gone back to the scripture, repeating it out loud, repeating it for his mind, because that's the pattern of transformation. You see that in Ephesians 4, you see it in Romans 12. We are transformed by putting off our old self, having the renewal of our minds, and putting on the character of Christ. This is the way of transformation, and Marcus is practicing it right now on the podcast. I love it, man. Well, uh, man, last question. This is a fun one. Uh, what's a creative lockdown date you've had with your wife? You know, we, we can't just go to a, a movie. We can't go to a restaurant. What's something you guys did creatively? So one, the one thing we've done creatively is we had, it, and unfortunately, I mean, fortunately and unfortunately, because we have three kids, it was interrupted by... Uh, um, Either I don't remember if it was our, our toddler or our other kids just wanting help is uh, an indoor picnic. Okay. I wouldn't necessarily recognize I, I recognize recommend doing a picnic with candles and things such as that, but just put a blanket in your living room and get some snacks. It could just be fruit and cheese, mm-hmm. you know, wine if, if that's your preference, and and just hang out because that's the thing awesome. that that my wife has taught me in this time is this is. I wouldn't say that God necessarily created the coronavirus, but God can operate in any spaces through any situation. And I think he's using it to help us strengthen ourselves mentally, maybe physically, because mm-hmm. you don't you don't want to let the, the, the Corona 30, 40, 50 <laughs> hold you down. Right. right. And, and also it teaches us to to be more effective in managing our resources mm. if, if we allow it to. And again, I know that there are people out there struggling and I don't want to make light of that. And I'm not saying that that it is easy. I'm just saying that that God is 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 using this opportunity to strengthen the family unit Mm -hmm. and also teach us that we can be there for one of uh, one another. If we open our hands to receive the, the assistance and then provide the assistance to those in need. That's so good, Marcus. Well, guys, uh, go get that blanket ready. Uh, invite your wife blanket, on a date. Blanket, cheese, and, and, and fruit. There you go. The whole go. spread. It's laid out for you. You just have to follow this, right? That's right. So uh, love your wives, guys. Uh, and stay faithful in hope. Absolutely. God is working all things. All things. For the good of those who have been called according to his purpose. Amen. Thanks, Marcus, for joining us today. Thank you, sir, for the opportunity. Super pleasure to be with oh, you. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Guys, reach out to Marcus on a Sunday. He's here usually at the 9 o'clock, but busy. Uh, but, hey, if you see him, connect with him. Busy, but never too busy to take time to, to talk to a brother in need. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Thanks, man. Thank you, sir. A man of hope. That's Marcus Grabney, guys. And he is always here on a Sunday, uh, busy at the nine o'clock service because that's when we're recording, getting it ready, putting up live streams uh, for you who are not joining us in person. Uh, Marcus is doing an amazing job. And again, it's the how that has been one of the most impactful parts of his ministry with us. 
If you'd like to reach out to Marcus, you can touch base with him, as he said, on a Sunday, or go to the About page uh, under our website, frontlinecommunity.org, where you can find his email through our Meet the Staff page. Uh, For those of you who have a prayer request or would like to give some feedback, suggestions, or simply connect, send me an email at men at frontlinecommunity.org. I want to touch base with you. I want to meet with you. Uh, We're here to connect because this is a time where we, we might be struggling in hope, struggling in faith. And if that's you, we are here to encourage you and lift you up. So send us a message. Again, that's men at frontlinecommunity.org. Look for more content in the coming days and weeks, guys. And God bless you in this time.